You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In the slot at the bottom, here's Stroud looking for his crossing route. Stroud. On the move, Stroud delivers, picked off, intercepted. Jerome McKinley, and that may do it. You're listening to Beck QL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from Beck QL. We always say in college football, it's the haves versus the have-nots, but uh, another top team went down on Saturday. Let's see if it's going to happen again this weekend. BetQL Daily, Joe O, Joe G, Aaron H. This is the BetQL Network. Check us out, Odyssey app and twitch.tv slash BetQL. Let's bring in Michael Felder, college football analyst at Stadium. He is on Twitter at In the Bleachers. At in, in the Bleachers, want to give you some details on his newsletter coming up. Uh, in a few minutes. Uh, Michael, let's start going big picture because we always talk about the very short list of teams that are expected or have a real shot at making the playoffs. But uh, after a very small sample size, which team is most likely to crash the playoff party? Oregon, Iowa, Texas A&M, or if you've got a team to go off the board for that four spot? Well, I don't. I don't think that Oregon counts as crashing, right? They're in the top four already. So, yeah, I think that I think the answer is probably Iowa, and I think Iowa and Cincinnati are the two that I would pick. Um, Florida maybe is an outside shot, especially as a team that's not in the top ten right now. But they play Alabama this weekend, and the reality of it is, is Florida to, to go from the bottom up. Florida can put pressure on Georgia to score points, and I think that's not a position Georgia wants to be in. So that'll be interesting, and obviously we're monitoring Anthony Richardson's health. Uh, so Florida there. Then when we get to Iowa, Iowa's interesting because they know who they are as a football team. They know what they can, but more importantly, they know what they can't do. And knowing what you can't do is a remarkable asset in this uh, space because you don't try things that you can't do. And they, can, they don't try to play a ton of man-to-man because they can't do it. They play a lot of zone, which leads to days like they had against Iowa State last weekend where they were able to create turnovers and take advantage of mistakes that also led to turnovers. And then obviously Oregon, I think they're, they're right there in the thick of it. I think Oregon's going to be interesting as they get through the Pac-12 season. They are in a weird spot because obviously USC going down to Stanford and USC and that turmoil, that creates a different storyline of how good the conference is. But we'll see what happens. And then A&M... We'll see what happens. We'll, I, I'm very curious to watch A&M over the next couple of weeks without Haynes King, who has the leg injury. Uh, I'm curious to see what they look like because against Colorado, that's a game I felt like Colorado, if they could have mustered any offense in the second half, they would have won that ball game. 
Michael, what do you make? I'm looking right now, FanDuel uh, championship odds, and, and we're talking about Iowa, and you mentioned uh, the, the asset they have, they know what they do well, they know what they can't, and they're obviously a really good team. What do you make of them being 80-1 to 1 right now, yet Penn State 40-1, to 1, Michigan 50-1, to 1, better odds than them? Is that a reflection of just money coming in because people want to bet Michigan and Harbaugh and Penn State, or, or do you think there's something – do you agree with those odds, or do you think there's something off there with Iowa being way further down the board than both Penn State and Michigan? Yeah, I think it has to do – obviously, brand names matter, right? And so, with Michigan, people want Michigan to be so good. They don't care if they are good or not. They'll take whatever it is that, that you sell them. And so, that's interesting to me. I'm very curious to see Michigan against a good team. That's the thing we're looking for. Like, they played – Washington is not – Washington is awful. I mean, they are putrid, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm curious to see Michigan as they move into that schedule. I'm cur- I want to see Michigan, Michigan State, because I want to see if Michigan State is for real, and I want to see if, if Michigan's for real. And I think that's the game that's going to be really interesting to watch. Um, with respect to Penn State, I think that the reason they're ahead of Iowa is they did shut down Wisconsin, but more importantly, they have a little bit more of a propensity to make explosive plays. And I think those things, it's explosive plays offensively. I think uh, both teams can create explosive plays on the off, on the defensive side of the ball, but offensive explosive plays, they sell really hard, whether it's to betters or it's to just people watching the games. Explosive offensive plays are what people remember. Uh, Michael, let's talk more about this Bama-Florida game coming up this weekend. Alabama favored by 14-and-a-half, and you alluded to the health of uh, Anthony Richardson. Mullen says, oh, he's just fine, doesn't want to say much. I I guess what he's putting out there is, yeah, we're still going to roll with the uh, quarterback rotation. I don't know how long that's going to last. Uh, can you explain how good, how good is Anthony Richardson and just your outlook for this matchup? I think there's one stat that tells the entire story. He averages 25 yards per carry. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Wow. It's nuts. 25 yards per carry is insane. And we're not talking about a guy that has, like, you know, two, two long runs and then everything else is this. 11 attempts, 275 yards for two touchdowns, 25 yards per carry. 137 yards per game. That's insane. It's nuts. And I know they haven't played anybody yet, and those numbers will come down. They'll come back to earth. But he, there's, a dy, there's a dynamism and an explosiveness to him that's really cool. And Emory Jones, by the way, we can't forget about him because he has found – his groove from a running standpoint, but also from a throwing standpoint, this team is dangerous and they're dangerous in the way that Nick Saban hates the most, which is every play could be a run or a pass. And I think that's the thing that, that bothers Nick Saban more than really anything else is the idea that every play can be a run or a pass. I don't think they have a wide receiver that scares Alabama, but they do have this dynamism, uh, this, this duality of every play being a runner pass and either quarterback being runner pass. Because remember, you think about other teams, a lot of teams had, and I think about like Tommy Reese with Everett Golson, where with Everett Golson it could be run pass, but with Tommy Reese it's always going to be a pass. A lot of teams do the throwing quarterback, running quarterback thing, but this is a very clear both guys can do both. Michael Felder joining us here, college football analyst for Stadium, talking college football week three this week. All right, let's go to Nebraska, Oklahoma. It is a big number. Oklahoma, 22.5-point favorites. This game, the total 62.5. 
Should I back Oklahoma here? I I, I got to tell you, Michael, I'm worried. After watching them in the first week when they couldn't, you know, they barely could get off the field on defense, and that game was way closer than anyone thought. I look at what Martinez has done, quarterback at Nebraska. I feel like he'll put up some points. I, I think this game is closer than the number. What, what do you? What's your read on this? Nebraska going to Oklahoma? I don't think this game is going to be close. Hmm. Honestly, I mean, I just. I, Man, I just do not think this game is going to be close. I think Oklahoma is going to blow their doors off. I think that they got a real reality check against Tulane. They tried to step back and like puff their chest out against uh, the Catamounts from Western Carolina. But I think the reality of it here is I think that they want to – because Nebraska kind of forced them into this football game for old time's sake. And then obviously when Frost got there, he tried to get out of this football game because he knows his team isn't ready. I think that – this is probably going to be the Sooners' best effort that we've seen so far this season. And I think that – I mean, I think this is a game they might – I think this is a pick a score for Oklahoma. I don't think Nebraska's offense is capable. They're not impressive. They're, they – I just – I'm not I, – I, like, I want Nebraska to be good. I want them to show me stuff. But I just don't think that they have the bodies, the ability to do it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, with Michael Felder from Stadium College Football Analyst at In the Bleachers on Twitter. This is BetQL Daily. Uh, Michael, it has not been a smooth transition for that Notre Dame defense after losing some players to the pros and a change at defensive coordinator at their, uh, at their, their DC goes down to Vanderbilt here. And we've got Purdue Notre Dame uh, this weekend. The Irish are favored by seven and a half. Total 58 and a half, and uh, it's been a great start. You know, you know, not not the toughest competition last week, but uh, Jack Plummer off to a nice start this season. How do you view this one? Oh, the big key for me, uh, Brom's going to score points. And so if this game, and, and we've seen Notre Dame be very willing and able to give up points. I mean, goodness gracious, uh, between yeah. the Toledo game and obviously Florida State. Um I think the interesting part for me is this Purdue team uh, on the other side of the ball, right? We, we we focus so much on their offense, and rightfully so, but defensively I'm curious to see a guy like a George Karlathis and the rest of this defensive unit get after Notre Dame. Notre Dame is one of the worst teams in the country at running the football right now, one of the worst teams in the country at giving up tackles for loss, one of the worst teams in the country at giving up sacks. So if you're one of the worst teams in those three things, that means you have offensive line problems. Got offensive line problems. You got a guy like Carlathis who's probably going to end up being a top ten, top fifteen pick at the next level. 
oh, my goodness, he might have a field day. And if he doesn't have a field day because you're focused on him, that means somebody else is going to come free. They're going to get to the quarterback. Kyron Williams is a good running back, but he doesn't have a chance because he's getting hit in the backfield. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how that shakes itself out. We're going to look at a close game here. I think Purdue wins. I think this is kind of the win that Purdue wants to get. And I also think it's the win that the loss that Notre Dame needs to absorb so that people can reset expectations of where this team actually is after getting to the playoff in two of the last three years. I think people are going to have to reset where they actually are, and close calls don't do it for them because at the end of the day, all they see is 2-0. and uh, So I think this is the loss that kind of resets the narrative and the, the position that Notre Dame is living in. Michael, game I, I really think is a fun one on Saturday night. Auburn at Penn State. The people will be back mm-hmm. in uh, Happy Valley. It'll be a, a white out there, and you get an SEC team coming in. The number's down to 4.5. Penn State a 4.5-point home favorite against Auburn. What's your read on this game? I don't have a good one, if I'm being honest, man. I like to be honest with folks. I don't have a good read on it because what is Auburn for real, right? They beat up on a couple of passes, and the next thing you know, like they're walking into an environment that an Auburn team hasn't been in since, what, the 60s maybe? They don't travel out of region. So it's a, we're, they're dealing with travel that they've never had to, to deal with, uh, with the exception of a bowl game. And you get a week to kind of acclimate when you go to a bowl game. So they're they're traveling they're flying up what they'll probably leave tonight or they'll leave tomorrow morning to go up to Pennsylvania uh, and you know spend the night in the hotel bus in and the whole deal but this is a different situation for them especially going into this whiteout game and Penn State's going to be amped up to prove not just that they're good but also to prove that the Big Ten can run with the SEC I think that this is going to be a very interesting matchup. It's very different than going to Atlanta to play Oregon, right? Like that's it's very different in terms of what type of ball game this is. Uh, Michael, have we gone too far with Coastal Carolina? Very impressive last couple of years. Uh, for betters, they cover point spreads every week, but they're going on the road to Buffalo, and they're favored by two touchdowns. Have we gone too far? No, this team is good. They're good, and I know obviously they play what the Citadel, and they play a terrible Kansas football team. Oh my goodness, they're oh, awful, ugly. They're bad. But Grayson McCall is a good football player, and obviously Buffalo. Who did Buff- Buffalo just lost to Nebraska, twenty-eight to three? So yes. I think defensively we should give Coastal a little bit more credit. But the reality of it is, is they just have to. Sh- they got to show up and keep doing their job, and they can do that. They they can get a win, and they're going to be a team that. I don't know. They're going to be one of those teams that kind of hangs around and hangs around and hangs around, and then at the end of the day, oh, wow, they're still in the top 15, or they're, they're making their way into the top 15. I think they're, what, 16 right now? so Or 17 maybe? Mm-hmm. But they are going to hang around, and if they keep winning, and you look at their schedule, I mean, the reality of their schedule is interesting because with the, they've got a really meaty October with Arkansas State and Appalachian State. But they should win every other game. They should feel great about winning that. And so going to the Rock to play App State is going to be really interesting. Uh, Arkansas State coming to Conway is interesting as a team that has found a way to score points, especially through the air. So yeah, I think we should feel good about them until they feel good about them until they lose. I think that's a you know <laughs> it's, let's smoke them if you got them. Let's go. <laughs> I like that. Michael, we uh, we hear you have a newsletter that, that is out now. So tell us about that. I, I actually I clicked on it. The first thing I saw was some delicious wings. So I, I think we're getting some uh, some food, some football. It sounds like fun. Tell us about the newsletter. 
Yeah, it's um, so basically it's kind of combining food and football, a little bit of family stuff. I've got a new one that's going to probably post this afternoon, but if you go to itsfelder, I-T-S-F-E-L-D-E-R, dot bulletin, dot com, there's a subscribe button. It'll go straight to your inbox uh, in your email. Very easy. Doing, I'm listen, guy. I don't know if you guys watched any of the videos, but I'm doing some very rudimentary editing myself at home, and that is all me editing. I'm editing. I'm underlaying the audio track. I'm doing all that by myself, and uh, as someone who doesn't have any formal training in it, I'm doing the best I can. Those wings aren't from Wingstop, right? You no. see, Rick Ross gave his son a Wingstop. Yes. And, and listen, if you got the, if you got it, do it. I love that. I um no, all those, everything, everything that's on the bulletin, it's filter.bulletin.com. Everything that's on there is all homemade, home cooked stuff. We got some, we got a waffle recipe, a buttermilk waffle recipe on there, and uh, I introduced the world to this concept of banana milk, which is something that my kid loves oh. because she does not like chunks of bananas in her waffles, but she likes the banana flavor. Ah, oh, very good. Good stuff. Check it out. It's Felder.Bulletin.com. Michael Felder from Stadium. He's also on Twitter, at In the Bleachers. He's, he has a link there on his bio. Michael, uh, enjoy the weekend in college football, all right? Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. It's always great to talk. You take it easy. A lot of fun. Good stuff there from Michael Felder. Woo. I might have to follow what Pam said yesterday about that Richardson long shot for a Heisman. I think he's going to take over this. Harry? It's unbelievable. Well, if he has a big game this weekend, everyone's going to be talking oh, about yeah. him, even if they end up losing that game. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, Aaron Hawksworth. It's BetQL Daily. You know what we do next. We share our lightning bets uh, every day around this time, so don't go anywhere. Keep it locked up. BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. <laughs> 